We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, one ranking that doesn't reflect well on the Chiefs. One vet that Brett Veach seems interested in resigning and Juju still pissing off Eagles all the way from Japan. Now, two guys wondering whatever happened to Bruce Chin, Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. We did kind of go down a Bruce Chin rabbit hole briefly because of the news from the Royals today that Mike Sweeney and Jeremy Guthrie are going to be part of select radio and TV broadcast this year of Royals games. So Mike Sweeney filled in a couple games last year with now current, one of the current voices of the Royals, Jake Eisenberg, who at the time was just doing triple A games. Uh, but yeah, no Guthrie Sweeney can be part of the broadcast this year, which I think is nice. It'd be exciting. And yeah, Bruce Chen had a short stint on a couple pregame shows for, was it? That was FSKC back then, I guess. If Bruce Chen called into the radio station right now yeah would you would you have him on sure, sure why not bruce chin so back when if I bruce was... chin calls <laughs> if, bruce chin, if they ask if bruce chin fan wants favorite. to be on my radio show bruce yeah. chin's gonna be on my radio That's show right. fan favorite bruce chin i do remember when i was an intern he had a he did like a i don't know an appearance at a auto place maybe 10 minutes from here on shawnee mission parkway if that and it was like an oil change place, and he was there like signing autographs. And I was this was intern me, and so I had to go there, and, and that was my Bruce Chen interaction. Forgetting how the Royals <laughs> or normal teams hire broadcast people, what is the Royal during that run you wish was on the broadcast? And the only answer I will accept here is Gerard Dyson. Mm. If Gerard Dyson was on a three-hour Royals broadcast, glued, I'm in. He'd say so many ridiculous things. It's great. No filter. Can we get both? Can we get both uh, Mike Sweeney and Jeremy Guthrie on the show? I mean, like at we, the same time, we probably could. You know what? Though, yes. if we get if we can get one of them, I'll, I'll happily give another one of them to the afternoon show. Good I man. would do that because that's what teamwork is all about. Because I care about the other shows on this station. It's not all about us, guys. It's not like I'm just going to sit around and hoard all of the guests. I'm going to give them to the other shows because that's what this whole thing's about. It's a great point, Nick. I'm not going to be selfish. I'm going to think about the other the other shows, man, because they think about us. But if you're only going to choose one, which one is it? Sweeney. Tell me your favorite. Sweeney. <laughs> I mean, don't make me do it, but it's Mike Sweeney. I did once. Gold, you're talking about like I'd the, take Bruce Chin over both of them. The random interactions? My random interaction with Guthrie is that when I was uh, 
I was a full-time employee, but I had to do a lot of the side stuff. I went to Schlitterbahn to watch Jeremy Guthrie go down that big water slide. Yeah, I'm not aware of that place. That place has been wiped. That place that it was open. That place has been wiped from my memory. That does not exist. How many days? Like, how long was it open? A couple years. Uh, Oh, it was open a couple years. More More than a couple. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. Not much longer than that. Probably two years. Feels right. It was. I think it was open way more than two years. But it's always one of those been a world's of fun guy. It's uh, which is why we're hoping to do. I think we're going to do a Cody and Golden world's, out. Of, worlds of Fun outing down the road. That is. I've the been plan. told that we might have a spot right in front of the opening of the Zambezi Zinger for Perfect. no other reason but to just be there for the opening. Why not of the Zambezi Zinger? Kling's still collecting some beer, which we respect. I, Kling, I do you want, do you think that it's good much. to do a show outside, right in front of the Zambezi Zinger when it opens? He says, he says yes. Yeah, he no, Let the man go. Yeah, he's trying to go home. He's, he's trying, trying to go, go home. Stop trying to have a conversation with him. He just did four hours of radio. The kids are at school. Let him go home. Crack open a, a couple seltzers or beers. He did that. You know, well, more. Why not? It's Thursday. Well, Might start the Friday going. Hey, should we invite Kling to Club Six Ten tomorrow? I get. I don't know if Kling wants to be here at two o'clock in the afternoon. One o'clock. One o'clock. Club Six Ten. Friday at one o'clock is pushing it. He says 10. He 10. Says 10. That's an yeah. early club there 6 to 10 a.m.? Yeah. Uh, that's too early. Of course, Jay Binkley has also texted me and said Jeremy Guthrie was a regular on their midday show back in the day. Ask Thanks, him if Bink. he wants to come to Club 610. Oh, Bink will definitely. 1 o'clock, Club 610. Part of Club 610. Everyone's invited. Well, not everyone, but uh, people are invited. Why not everybody? <laughs> I don't know. Is I'm the just... afternoon show invited? Yeah. They'll yes. probably, but they'll probably be busy getting ready for their show. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. true. That's true. Pouring into their their rundown and their game plan. They're probably too busy. Yeah. It's hard to do Club 610 stuff before you do a show. We'll be finishing up our show. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Very different. But yeah, wait. but it'll still be our show. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It seems like you're separating this Club 610 thing from everything else we have yeah, to do Yeah, it's tomorrow. its own Cody separate Gold thing. does not end at 1 o'clock tomorrow. It does. Yeah, he does it, seem to think it, that. It does. It, still... <laughs> it turns into Club 610. That's it. I have security. Like you're playing ball. mental gymnastics to make it seem like you get off an hour early tomorrow. No, I'll be here. I'll stick around. I'm just not. I'm promising a looser version you of know, Rob this Britton's show. In, Rob Britton's in charge when Speck's gone. And I'll tell you what. What's he going to do about it? His managerial tactics are questionable. So I, he may <laughs> he may, he may, may rule with an iron fist. You think he's going to shut it down? I don't know. I never know what to expect with that guy. Hmm. That's key. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. One thing that uh, has had a lot of people talking, though, in the last 24 hours or so is this NFL Players Association report that players over the last two years have been asking for, and it involves – players trying to give some insight to future free agents, right? To find out what they're getting themselves into a little bit more, both with uh, how they treat their families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, locker rooms. And so this huge report came out yesterday and it broke down each team and it gave them letter grades, Cody, based on each one of those categories. And it's one of those times where it wasn't great for the chiefs. Nope. <laughs> it, it wasn't real quick. Uh, the, the grades for Kansas city in particular, Treatment, uh, they were 29th overall of 32 teams in the, yeah, the, the average, which is not great. Treatment of families, they've got to be food service, nutrition, D+, plus, uh, weight room, C+, plus, strength coaches, got an A-, minus, the training room, D+, plus, training staff, D-, minus, which was dead last in the uh, in the league. Locker room was a D-, minus, that was tied for 28th. And team travel was an F, tied for 28th. Does it even freaking matter? Does it really? 
They've here, here's the thing. They have won two championships in four years. I'm surprised about the nutrition one to me. Every NFL team should have an A for nutrition. Feels like that should be an easy um, one. But I'll give credit to Nick Jacobs over at 41. The last eight Super Bowl champions, how did they grade out? The Chiefs were 29th, I just told you. The Rams were 25th. The Bucks, when they won it, were 26th, or they were 26th in this. The Chiefs, of course, 29th. The Patriots, 24th. The Eagles, 14th. The Patriots, 24th. And the Broncos, 20th. The last eight Super Bowl champions. So there's no correlation. Like, oh, man, if you don't, if you don't do this, Cody. If you don't treat them well. You're not going to. Okay. It, it's weird to me. It's it's not though because if you think about it, it this isn't even like to completely knock the Chiefs, but some of the things that they can't control, like uh, the training room, they're in an outdated stadium. All these guys, they're a very young team. All these guys are coming from like Alabama. It's got like seventy inch flat screen TVs in their locker room. I'm sure it looks like trash by comparison, even though they just renovated it. It was meant to look nice. They got a limited amount of space. There's only so much they can do inside the locker rooms, and they pale in comparison to the ones they just came from from a college perspective. And also in the food one, I don't know, man. The media meal at oh, Arrowhead, to be honest, hold on, hold on, is hold on, hold on. way worse than any the, other media the, meal I've ever been a part of. You hold on, real so quick, maybe, real quick, maybe there's a problem there. I agree with you on the facilities. We all know that until the new stadium or renovations happen, they're not going to have the nice. Even though they just redid the locker room, they're not going to have the nicest locker room and the nicest weight room and all that. That hasn't happened yet. There needs to be improvements there. The nutrition. I don't know how you're correlating the media meal how can I not? at the press box to what the players are eating. It is not the same. Nick, I've been to many other media meals at other NFL stadiums. They are. All better than you the Chiefs. Stop. I'm you saying need, it right now. You need to this, stop. This is not a media meal. And nobody rate. cares this, this about is, your exactly. dining experience. This, this I'm not, just saying that might is, correlate. Bad this, media this, meal might mean they're also this, not as good at the player meals as they should this, be. This is not a media meal ranking. Now, you are not wrong. There are better media meals at other stadiums, but that doesn't matter. We're talking about players' nutrition. Yeah, nobody cares about what you had for dinner. Well, the players also think it's bad. They said I think so. what actually does matter is what you said about the college stuff which is we know that programs like Alabama and Georgia yeah. have nicer facilities in some cases than the NFL teams, in a lot of cases. Way nicer. And so if you're a rookie or a second-year guy, third-year guy, whatever, and then you go and you look at this weight room compared to what you just had at Alabama, you're like, wait a second, what the hell? This is, I thought this was the NFL. So that, that makes sense. It could be way worse, though. It really could. One, you're winning championships still. You could also be the Washington Commanders who were dead last in everything. Everything. Which is impressive. Everything. Like... It, I mean, so well, they're a trash franchise, man. They are. They also have a crappy stadium. They're but trying. They're trying. They're trying to get a new one. But I mean, it could not be any worse if you were the commanders. Just that you expected. The commanders were an F in treatment of families. Which anyone that actually is very concerning. How are you that would maybe family? that's the they're only treating, one you don't want to rate really bad. At. Treating everybody's family like crap. Uh, they were an F there. Food service D. The only thing the commanders graded out well was strength coaches. They got an A plus. They were the best team. By the way, that was the category that was most commonly the highest graded amongst yeah. all of them. So, yeah, of course it is. Like, I get I just don't like this. This notion it is. It does matter a little bit. Like, if I were the Chiefs, I, mean, I would look it? at this. Chief, look, think, I, if I think... were the Chiefs, I would look at this and I'd try to be like, OK, because like, I don't know that it matters. How about this? We, I guess we don't know if it matters yet. The NFLPA has been pushing for this for five or six years. They have wanted these report cards out as an attempt to help show free agents, to help show players where they should be targeting, who are the franchises, and more importantly, because gold, they want to hold other franchises accountable for meeting those standards right. as the other organizations in an effort to improve their player likability across the board. 
So the NFLPA is trying to force these teams into making changes. That's, that's why they've that's, started this system. And I think it's great that they're doing it. I don't but think it I, changes I, your success I, rate yet. But if you rate it badly for 10 years, I could see a free agent being like, mm, all this place kind of sucks. It's the old, it's a bad look, right? It's the PR yeah. thing. That, that, that's all this is to me. Like, I don't think there's a free agent, especially when right now, now this would be a more impactful thing if this was a bad football team. If this was a team that wasn't making the playoffs and then you're trying to get free agents. I don't believe when Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have won two out of four, Super Bowls, that there's a free agent when the money works and all that. But man, he says, remember that grade, that nutrition service, man, that's that's not going to that. That's a D plus. I just don't know. No, it doesn't freaking matter. Also, you're millionaires with food access. I, I don't, I don't, the food cannot be that bad. I think overall this, the facilities are old is what the biggest problem is. And they've, they've gotten free agents to sign here. It's just, I guess for me in Kansas city, this list is, does not apply. If I was a team that was a French playoff team, if I were, if I were a team that wasn't winning championships, I'd be far more concerned be more about, about how it. this impacts me. I, I don't think it's the end all be all. And honestly, this has been a point of conversation for many years anyway, right? What do we think that these players haven't been talking to each other about which franchises suck to play for? You right. think the agents don't already know this information? They just wanted it out on paper. They wanted to shame some of these NFL teams to making small adjustments to player livelihoods inside of this. The most egregious one, by the way, of all the teams was to find out that the Arizona Cardinals make their players pay for food. (laughs) They eat at the facility if they're training outside of the regular season. So they just show up the week after the season ends. They're trying to get a little work in to try to make sure they stay in shape to play well for your football team. They're docking their pay. For that meal during that time, you're like, wow. And apparently, by reports, by the way, they were the only team who was doing it. You're like, yeah, that'll be changing, my guess is. That'll change pretty quick. Oh, you, yeah, um, they just got shamed out of that one in a hurry. I mean, the Chiefs, the nutrition one, it actually said 50% of the players just said there's not enough room in the cafeteria. Okay. Again, okay. it's a facility Again, issue. Like, ex- yeah, so it's like, okay, fine. That stuff gets cleared up down the road. But that's- They also are one of 11 teams that uh, do not offer daycare. It's just like stuff like, I mean, only why, 11 why, why, teams. Why, yeah. Well, feels like maybe you could offer daycare. That's F- fine. But, but again, like, is that, is that again, deterring with all due respect to, and I, the people may not like, it, but with all due respect, when someone's making, is that going to stop Juju Smith-Schuster from coming here? I don't know about no. you, Nick. Uh, I don't have kids. Nick Cody does. But if I'm making 10 million a year, I think I can afford daycare for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can barely so. afford it because so. it's expensive, yeah. but yes. I think so I think that's all right. They, the, but so even while that is accurate gold, cause it is. If every other NFL team, I think the thing that would be kind of stunning for it is if you came here and all of a sudden be a culture shock, you'd be like, wait, you guys don't have daycare here. But to me, everything you just said is a facilities issue. It points to the thing that we already know, which is Arrowhead is older and it's smaller. And because of the materials it's built out of, it can't grow. They can't make the locker room bigger. They can't make the cafeteria. They are their sizes gold. They are what they are. So the one, the yeah, the, the the one that if you actually want to ha- say has football implications, although we just saw the training staff got complimented in a huge way with how they handled. Patrick yeah, that Mahomes is weird. Go, that this, one's this confusing. Part, so actually. They, they, they're the worst team, according to this survey, D minus 32nd lowest among training staffs. Here's what I'll just read the quote from the report with the lowest rating and concerning response. We learned that players key concerns are with head trainer, Rick Burkholter, not the rest of the training staff who is generally well-liked players express beliefs and opinions that they feel discouraged from reporting their injuries. They do not feel they get the level of personal care that they should. And they fear retribution for speaking up for better care. And that's pretty damning. It's not great. 
Which is weird because the public facing part of that has been he's done a great job and look at all the stuff he did with Mahomes and he helped get them ready. Look, we we fill everybody's been at a job and we do it here where we have an anonymous survey. Like we, we just filled one out like a month ago, I think. As yeah, a matter of fact, sure right? Did. Right? I bet you said really great things about the company. I don't even remember. You're a company man. I don't remember what I said. I, Cody probably complained about something. Um, I know. I spoke honestly. But um, as did Nick, I think. I just want to bring somebody in. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. But you didn't (laughs) fill out the survey. There was was a survey that every company probably sends out. But we we did like a type of survey. And it's just asking you basically, do you feel you are supported? Do you feel that you have the resources needed needed? in order to complete your job? Do you feel that you're properly compensated? By the way, I don't know anybody that ever says they think they're properly compensated. Yeah, you're making $100 million. Mahomes still probably Um, puts... No, I could probably be compensated. My point being is like everybody has surveys and I'm guessing most tend to be more negative than positive. That's all. You give someone the opportunity to to complain anonymously and people are going to complain. It's fine. I just thought it was interesting to see the reaction because everybody was talking about this in the last 24 hours or so. I mean, it's not it's not nothing, but really the question is, what does it turn into over the next 10 years? Because this is the first time the NFLPA has actually published this thing. And yeah, there are a couple things on there that are a little bit damning, and I would guarantee you pretty much that everybody who's a part of one of these things will have some short meeting as part of their off-season plan to be like, is there any reason why we feel this way? Or is there something in our practices that people feel like they can't report their injuries or... Because the Chiefs are actually relatively, they feel like they slow play injuries more than some other teams. Like, I don't feel like they rush guys back out. They have less people injured on a regular basis than that. To me, I I don't have a problem with their training staff at the moment. But if you made me go back in years past, I didn't like the way they handled, like, the Justin Houston injury or those things. So, I don't know. Like, to me, it doesn't feel like it changes the thing. The biggest takeaway for me is you have a facilities problem. Your stadium isn't big enough. And some of them are but correctable. The some already of, know those things. Some of those are very correctable. They got they got docked a little bit because players said they preferred having chairs instead of stools. I mean, okay, easy fix. Get them some damn chairs. All right, get rid of the stools. Like, I mean, Man, some of it yeah. is. Some of it is tedious. <laughs> yeah. Also, would you really? Like, if just because of this survey, do you think the Chiefs are going to go out and buy chairs? I don't know. If Patrick Mahomes wants chairs, then get him a damn chair. Yeah, that's, that's the guy <laughs> I'd ask. Hey, man, do you like a stool or a chair? Chairs. All right, we're doing chairs. Uh, yeah, this is one of those where it's going to be it's another time where everybody deserves a workplace that they feel comfortable in. But also um, it's going to have a hard time for the average person and most people listening to feel bad about that. The locker room may not be big enough for, for them, Cody, and that there may not be enough room when they're having their lunch at the facility. Somebody said First did their medical problems. staff score lower than the Chargers. It did. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. Again, this was by the players. It, it, you know what? Some of this is probably just the success part, too. They're just winning all the time. They got nothing to complain about on the field, man. <laughs> they got no other complaints. The only thing to complain about is, like, the dinner they got. That's it. What's left? Can't complain about the coaching you're receiving. Can't complain about the on-field result. Can't compl- You know, like, what else is there to complain right. about? You could be, She's uh, been to five straight AFC title games and have won two Super Bowls in the last four years. Yeah, you could be... Uh... You could just be on a team that has great facilities and you feel like you got cushy chairs, but you're winning five games a year. Go ahead and see how that goes. Well, or you can go to Washington and you can both lose and have nothing. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's accurate as well. Two guys that may not be in the locker room in Kansas City this offseason, heading into next season, are running backs, right? And we know that. Clyde's option was declined, but he's still under contract. They could trade him. He could stay on the team. Jarek McKinnon is a free agent. How would you like them to proceed? Because Isaiah Pacheco 
and Clyde are the only two running backs under contract right this second. Pacheco's on a rookie deal. Clyde is still on his rookie deal, now going to enter his final year. There's a lot of ex- expectation almost that he's going to get traded or cut, but we'll see. If they are both gone and it's just Pacheco on the roster, then of course they're going to have to go in either draft running backs again or bring in veterans. I, I think they're going to be completely fine on, on either route. I expect them to draft a running back late in the draft again. And I expect either Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Jarek McKinnon, like any of these veterans, that's what you do. You just go and bring in another veteran. I told you my ideal plan still, if I can't get a fifth round pick for Clyde, is just to roll Clyde back and have him as my third running back next year. I don't, I uh, don't, that plan I like the least. Um, but I've also made that clear to you that I just don't feel like there's much value. I mean, there's a third running back. It's not like there's some harm. I don't think it's going to cause some big issue. Yeah. But it's to me, if it's like if it's not going to be those, like if that's not the plan we're going through, and we're not going to do the Jarek McKinnon thing, and we're not going to do Clyde, then I would draft a running back, and then I would sign any veteran you can. Th- I know this is like anybody like. I could probably list 10 running backs here. That would be a perfectly fine answer. They include a guy who's already on the roster in Ronald Jones, another guy who's already on the roster in Melvin Gordon, uh, Leonard Fournette, who just got cut. It doesn't really matter. I'm not really particular about the running back, but I do think that I honestly think no matter what, you should draft another running back. Pacheco had a great year. Sometimes those thousand yard all purpose seasons, which he came pretty close to having. Sometimes they turn into 1500 all purpose yards the next season. And then sometimes running backs are good one year and not good the next you just keep a constant flow of them in. Never any high draft picks. You never know when Pacheco, Pacheco runs angry. You want to talk about a guy that I want to have a backup plan for just in case the injury bug were to creep up? That guy runs like he's trying to run through a brick wall. So if I got a, I got a guy like that, then I want to make sure that there's another running back. So I think almost no matter what, drafting a running back has got to be a Why part not? of Why not? I mean, you got ten, you're going to end up with 10 or 11 picks. Bunch in the seventh round fifth, again. Sixth, seventh round pick. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of us want them. I don't think I'd want to go any higher than fourth. Correct. Yeah, that's. it seems like I, I know we were talking yesterday. Nick would be happy if they took Bijan Robinson. I just have no interest in a first round running back. If Bijan Robinson fell, be fun. fell much further than sure, but he's not. Bijan Robinson's not going to could, not going to do that. Why not? You don't think he's going to fall into the fourth round? Some team won't be able to help themselves and they will draft him in the first round. Yeah, because the Chiefs just a couple of years ago took a first round running back, even though most people agreed none of those guys were first round running backs. And Bijan Robinson is largely considered, if you ranked out draft prospects, most people, and I guess Nick, who is uh, currently hosting our draft show, most people think he's a top 10 talent in this draft, right? He's a running back. That's a terrible position. But everyone thinks he's a top 10 talent in this year's draft. I would say top five. Like, if this were the 90s, he would be talked to be like a Ricky I mean, Williams it's, it's, situation. I mean, it's it's Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Bryce Young, and then Bijan Robinson's in the mix there at, like, four through six. He's one of the most, most talented teams players. have wised up, though, and recognized the running back value that he might be the fifth best player, but that doesn't mean anywhere near fifth. It's hard because, like, solution. list off the best running backs in the entire NFL and how many of those are on teams that actually matter. Like, over the last few years, Derrick Henry, I mean, the team mattered a little bit, right? But now they don't. He's one of the better running backs in the NFL. It doesn't really make a difference, right? Jonathan Taylor was the best running back last year. He was on a team that, you know, didn't even get to the playoffs. It's like, and I get it. Christian McCaffrey was on one of the best teams this year. Fine. Give me one of the best running backs, traded in the middle of the season to one of the best run offenses in the NFL, and we can have a conversation. But it's actually more valuable to have a running quarterback right now in the NFL than it has a high-quality running back. Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh-round pick. 
He had close to 1,000 yards on the number one offense in the NFL, and that was good enough. And he wasn't even the starter to begin the year. They were still trying to roll out Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like, if you're making me choose a path, it is draft another running back. Give yourself the ability to operate outside of that and then figure it out from there. I don't really know. Like, outside the veteran, it doesn't really matter to me who they go with. Coming up next, it's viewed as a negative in baseball, but it actually might open up a golden opportunity for the league. We'll tell you what that is next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We'll get to some more drama involving Juju Smith-Schuster and the Philadelphia Eagles last night. We were texting about a little bit. We'll fill you in on that and how the Eagles can't help themselves whatsoever when it comes to seeing what Juju's putting on his social media. But we know with baseball and spring training underway, a lot of the the story still centers around the accessibility of the product, right? And what challenges maybe exist going forward. We know there's frustration on the television side. Of course, you can just listen to the games all the time on 610 Sports Radio anyway. But Bally's and the parent company, Sinclair and on the path for bankruptcy and what that means for these regional sports networks. And we know baseball has always been based off of these, for the most part, these regional sports networks. Long before that, you had, you know, RSTN and things like that or whatever it was called on the local level uh, here to watch Royals games. But Major League Baseball is considering doing their own regional sports network model just in case everything were to collapse on the Bally side. They want to have something in place. They've gone and hired people from Bally's and other uh, networks to already... like hiring people from the company that is failing. Good call. Yeah. But I mean, the guy that's head of content, necessarily, it's not his fault. The company's going bankrupt, but, <laughs> I know, but, but, but I know, still, I know, what, you're, man, I know what you're saying. It still but, does look a little weird, but this would open up a door. If major League baseball really wanted to do something that I think the the vast majority of owners would, would probably not approve of. And that is go ahead and just split the revenue on all television. Go ahead and, and split it. If Major League Baseball is going to control these networks anyway, if that's the plan going forward, then why not share the revenue across the board? But that is something that if I'm the Dodgers, if I'm the Mets, and some of these other big markets, especially that had no involvement with Bally's because the Dodgers were not on Bally's, from my understanding, neither are the Mets. Good luck convincing them, Cody, to play ball. So I understand what I'm asking is, is a big ask for uh, a lot of different teams that aren't the Royals or these other teams who are part of the Bally Sports Network. But Gold, this is the best opportunity ever for Major League Baseball to even the playing field because it's already set into your lap. I know it's a big ask, but half of baseball is tied up with Bally's. Half of it. You're stuck. You're in it together, and you're all here. And baseball, rather than doing what I would think would be the logical thing and find, like being fine, look, this is all going to be under one umbrella. I wouldn't even care if you did it the way we used to talk about adding Big 12 teams, where the Royals don't get a hundred, like a, you know, like let's say it's a, everything's a 10 share. Dodgers get a 10 share, whatever, 10 share, or Dodgers get an 11 share, whatever. 
and the Royals get an eight or a nine. And we're going to say, hey, that's how it's going to be for a decade because you guys were making less and that's the way it was working. And a decade later, everyone's going to get the exact same equal share. Why not? Well, I'll tell you every why. other professional sports I, team does it. And half of your league is getting ready to go through a major crisis from a television rights department. There is no better time to take a risk than now. It's what they should do. It's what that those of us in Kansas City obviously would love them to do because it changes the ball game and the financial side of baseball. We just got done last week, earlier this week, I guess, talking about what the you know the Padres who are a smaller market, but we're talking about a Mets team who is going out and they've they're they're spending money at ridiculous rates to basically try they to are. buy a championship. We'll see if it works for the Mets as well. What you're saying, Cody, probably is the best, fairest way to do things, but as we all know, that's typically not how stuff works. And so if I'm the Royals and if I'm John Sherman, yeah, I would, I would love the model that you're putting forward, Cody. I just, you said, why is it not going to happen? Because of owners like Steve Cohen and others. Why on earth? If I, be honest, like take ourselves out of Kansas City for a second. And if you're Cohen, if you're the owner of the Yankees, if you're the owner of any of these major, major markets, why would you want to shift it to give it more of a level playing Look, field the to the Royals, to Milwaukee, to to any of these smaller mar- honestly like be like be honest with ourselves for a second why would you do that if you're a super rich guy the answer is probably you're not going to do it but it's like when you think about it in the grand scheme of thing it means even less to them dude it's like the mets most recent contract with sny was like 70 million dollars a year the royals reportedly were getting ready to get 50 a year from bally's now people say it could drop all the way to 30 right back to their old deal if this is the case or major league baseball is not going to pay as much because major league baseball doesn't really want the headache anyway. So like they don't want to deal with it anyway, but if you're going to have to take this on, like if you're already stuck with it, this is the moment. This is the time to rectify one thing. I I get baseball is never going to change from a total fair and equality standpoint. They're not last. We just saw the CBA last year where there was a a chunk of owners that were, you're willing to play ball a little bit more. And there's some that are like, no, we're, we're, we're strictly in it for business. And we're and, and so why would we want to, why would we want to level yeah, the, the playing biggest field? The biggest problem right now is that a big chunk of the new ownership in major league baseball is like hedge fund guys. And they are, as you're probably pointing out, thinking of it strictly from a dollars and cents business perspective. But I, I know that it's, it's a, it's a much harder sell because you can see numbers on a page. But growth of your sport means more business. More people watching your sport means more business. More equal playing field means more people invested means more. I know that I'm talking like you could sell them on the contract on a hard number, something that is real and physical and tangible. And what I'm selling you is hopes and dreams. And I know, I know how rich that sounds coming from, especially coming from Somebody who is rooting for and interested in a team. No, we're in Kansas in a City. Small market. <laughs> yeah, we're in Kansas City. I wonder. To me, it's just, this is a good thing for baseball. Half the league is screwed. Do something about it rather than just be like, what if there were regional sports networks, but we just ran them? Because they're going to run them worse. Let me just be very clear. They're going to run them worse than that, or they're going to run them more stringent or tight budgeted. They're going to pay the teams less. They're actually going to make the playing field worse. This could cost the Royals, hypothetically, $100 million over the next five years. Major League Baseball is not going to close that gap in some other equal pay standpoint. So as much as you're like, hey, it's hurting the high-priced owners, you're hurting every team that has a deal with a regional sports network right now. You're hurting your whole sport. You could even it. You could make it more even by doing it this way. Yeah, but as we know, Rob Manfred works for those owners. The same way Roger Goodell in the NFL works for the owners. So if there's a... 
uh, you say half the league is doing with these networks, but there still is another half that has more money, that is perhaps more powerful, influential, I guess. And those are and typically those are the ones for the big market teams. And that's the problem. Like if if Rob Manfred wasn't getting paid by the owners and he was his own guy, let's just take how we feel about Rob Manfred out of it. But just like, if he was truly his own guy and not taking marching orders, essentially, th- then what you're like saying, they all do. What, yeah. what you're saying is probably right. It's just I, I, I just don't think we'll, we'll see the day where what you're saying occurs. I think it would be incredible, especially as all of us that grew up in Kansas City in a small market team. We never thought we'd see 2015 happen because of those, those very reasons. Now it's even more challenging to do what they did in 2015 because the economics in baseball have not gotten better. They've only gotten worse since 2015. It has only gotten worse in the last eight-plus years. I just This is the chance because you're going to hurt half the league one way or the other. And they're not all, by the way, everybody who has a non-Bally sports deal, they're not all big market. Some of them are smaller sure. market. It's split. Some of the some of the big market, like Atlanta, is a as a Bally's, right? It's not that, and they were receiving different amounts of money from Bally's than the Royals were and other. But like you can, to me, it's like if you're gonna, why harm half your sport versus make the sport even? Yeah, and I I, I understand how hard, uh, like I understand like how unlikely or like zero point zero five percent chance MLB would even consider this damn thing. It's the easiest decision to me right now. They have a huge chance to even the playing field. They should. Yeah, nine one three five eight six seven six ten. It's the Jay Southland Toe Service text line. I've seen a few people mention this, and again, I think it's one of those that sounds great. Like in theory, they said, "Hey, if I'm the Royals, I just create my own baseball network. Do what they did back with RSTN and stuff." Where's the like? Who, who's who's, who's funding? Gonna, who's funding that? How are, you're not going to get the kind of money that you could still get even with this whatever this new network is. On the through, through Major League Baseball, and then you have to do not, this work. You have to hire them, especially yeah. this close to the season. You have to hire all yeah. these employees to sell it, because you're going to buy the time on a channel anyway, Correct. where you're going to create your own, and then you have to sell it in order to pay for the profit. There's a reason why yeah. all these teams stop doing that. Well, the There's only a couple of teams that handle their own television rights. Yeah, the dollar amount they were getting in the Bally's deal and are getting in the Bally's deal are uh, is this not is, even close to what, <laughs> well, not even close to what was going on. Uh, 15 years yeah. ago or whatever it was with RSTN and stuff in terms of money. Like that was, those were pennies. By the way, another huge perk of this, if you're an MLB owner is you don't have to deal with it anymore. You don't have to have your conversation with Bally's. You don't have to talk to anybody, dude. Major league baseball will handle it. It's their job. It's like the NFL. The chiefs don't worry about who's buying their TV rights, man. The NFL sells them. You're going to play on them. Problem solved. I know that that the fear would be that maybe that means you end up on Amazon prime streaming or something. Down the road, similar to MLS, who all's TV rights are negotiated, but baseball, it's like they refuse to conform in any way. It's like just because you're doing it this way doesn't mean it has to be done that way forever, but I know that it's a dream, so we can let it die. We'll get to Nick's edible notes coming up in about five or six minutes. There's more beef involving Juju Smith-Schuster and the Philadelphia Eagles. So Juju's in Tokyo right now. If you've checked out his social media at all, he's not even in the country. But he did put out a TikTok video. Uh, I don't know when he was recording it or whatever, but it was it certainly was released yesterday. And A.J. Brown is, is not very happy. He has deleted his tweets and a screenshot that showed him messaging Juju Smith-Schuster. But basically, the two continue to have some kind of feud back and forth. And in the tweet from A.J. Brown that was responding to this TikTok video, uh, A.J. Brown once again, kind of was like, leave, essentially, leave me alone, right? I mean, the, the, the actual yeah. tweet says, um, you really need to find you somebody else to play with. Don't let that ring get you beat the F up because I'm with all the dumb bleep. I'm not going to speak on it no more. 
Can you say like the the first letter of some of those words because there's a lot of bleeps in there and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there were a lot of bleeps. What, is it there. like an F bleep? Is it an S bleep? Is it a you know a B oh, you bleep? Full, you want a full breakdown? Yeah, please. I'm more context. It said, "You better go to Cabo and enjoy the ring and stop effing with me. Leave me off your TikTok SP." How's that? Does that that's work for you? The, that's the Instagram oh. message. That's not the same message I was reading. How about that one? That's the okay. for you? All right, yeah, that works. Now, Gold, can you do the same thing for that message that you just read? Yeah, it says, at Team Juju, you really need to find you somebody else to play with. Don't let that ring get you beat the bleep up. No, but which bleep? When, I, when someone says the bleep up, what, what bleep do you think they're talking about? I don't make it. Get, Nobody says the. You don't want to get beat, beat the ass up. Nobody says. In fairness, his exact tweet says beat TF up. Because oh. I'm with all the dumb she I'm not going to speak on it no more. And he actually did just go with a couple eyes. He actually didn't curse at all in that tweet. He just insinuated several curse words instead. Well, Gold, the reason why I wanted you to get a little more colorful with it is because you are known, at least recently on this show, for for being a little bit looser (laughs) with the language. (laughs) Yeah. You let one fly on Old Sailor. Then Darius Slay quote tweeted the video from Juju and said, just asking for it, MF, lame, as bleep, just for you, Nick. Mm. Um, no, you still didn't do it the way yeah, he asked you he to. You said bleep. The same as F, as S. I'm pretty as... sure nobody. No. <laughs> do we need like a cursing background check for you? Like when someone says as bleep, they're not saying as the S word. They're obviously usually saying as F in this context. I would say normally, but he had just asked you to spell out the letter. Yeah. During the break, I'll, I'll actually no, say it all out for you. No, it's not for me. It's for the, well, it it's like for the audience. I think you're a little confused. So they can so. hear the whole sentence in their yeah. head. Let's, let's get two things clear. One, Juju Smith-Schuster is still allowed to talk as much trash as he wants. Um, A.J. Brown and Darius Slay should learn to ignore it because it's going to keep happening. I think it's hilarious that it's Fan in their bases still. and teams. But also, let's admit that, that that video from Juju wasn't funny. And he should do better. That was well. That that's video was funny. That's TikTok. For he you. was getting like kidnapped, fake kidnapped by these guys, and it was it was a joke about the secondary of Philadelphia. Poor I have, joke. I have no problem with it though. Especially, I don't have a problem with it. I said it's not funny. Yeah, just be better, better, just especially be, that Darius Slay and AJ Brown keep commenting on everything he's doing. So he's in their head. So just keep going. So keep even going. if Juju doesn't sign here, we agree that he should get to play one game here when they play Philadelphia next year. Yeah, exactly. Because now all of a sudden, this is a major talking point. If Juju is to come back and they take on Philadelphia, this is a major talking point because Juju is in their head. They can't stop thinking about it. Do you remember? I was trying to, like, I was actually really trying to remember. Were there any Chiefs players taking to Twitter frustrated with the things the Bucks were saying? Because there were plenty of Bucks players Twitter, talking Twitter. plenty after their Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know about Twitter. It's hard. Like, cause it's easy to be like, Hey, ignore it. But like I could be like, Hey gold, just ignore the, the guy who's acting like a douche on the text line. And then sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you see it right in front of you and you're like, you know what I'm going to do here? Because think about how many people had at AJ Brown <laughs> before he saw that. So many, man. I like that Juju's leaned into it. He has been a pretty much like a, an almost borderline whisper quiet player the entire time he played in Kansas city. Like I know he does TikTok stuff and all that. And then yeah, all of a sudden, that down even. wins a, I know, but then win a Super Bowl, and he's making sure A.J. Brown and Bradbury and everyone else hears about it. He's making those jokes. And I honestly, who cares? We said this about Cincinnati. I didn't have a problem with them saying it. It's even easier for the Chiefs. They have two Super Bowl rings. Hey, this kind of feels, it, it feels a little 
like Eli Apple going after Tyreek Hill vibes. Yeah, but Eli Apple didn't want a ring. To Cody's point, just no. There. But I know. But this, I'm talking about right after the Bengals beat the yeah. Chiefs last year in the AFC Championship game. That's when Eli Apple was taking the shots at, at Tyreek Hill, and it's like you know. I know that you won, so you get to talk trash, but also, like, one of these guys is much, much better than the other one, so it does feel a little weird. Kind of like hiding behind your big friend after you're talking smack yeah, at the bar. Yeah, AJ, but A.J. Brown's involved because he's just backing up his teammates. He's trying to be a good teammate. Juju's not taking shots at A.J. Brown. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he did. For the most part. In the, like, in the video, he was. He had A.J. Brown as one back, of the characters. But it goes back to, what was it, two weeks ago, right after the Super Bowl, there were A.J. Brown and, and Juju were going back and forth on Twitter. Uh, right, yep. I mean, right after. So this is clear. This because is, of the Valentine's Day joke. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Valentine's Because he sent out the hugs. I'll, or, oh, I'll hold you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what it is. It all comes back to that. That's what still bugs A.J. Brown, not the video. Let's be real. See, that part was funny. That was funny. Video, that was a good tweet. not funny. He just doesn't want his he doesn't want his name mentioned near Juju's. AJ Brown, keep wearing that KC hat, man. I enjoy that. AJ Brown, keep on wearing the Kansas City hat that you had on in your podcast. Should the Chiefs trade for AJ Brown? Yeah, definitely. Sure. Mm-hmm. Remember, AJ Brown said the Chiefs tried to trade for him this past offseason. He also was wearing a Royals hat, so it'll be a smooth transition for him. Gotta write something down. Nick's notable notes. I missed it. I guess you said it. Yeah, I did. Look on your face. That's uh-huh. fine. I was waiting to see if Nick. I wasn't going to say He'll anything. Pull it. I wasn't going to say anything. You already made the face. You you had your hand on the button. We'll listen to it in about twenty minutes or whenever Nick pulls it. Gosh, I wish it would have happened five minutes earlier. Then I would have just <laughs> led Nick's notable notes with it. But we have more pressing issues <laughs> to discuss, guys. Okay. Time moving. Time moves pretty quickly here in the NFL offseason. By Tuesday. We will have a decision, and all likely by Tuesday of next week, Orlando Brown Jr. will have received the franchise tag by the Chiefs. But in order for that to happen, other things need to take place. Namely, the Chiefs need to clear up cap space. Orlando Brown Jr. on the franchise tag will cost about $20 million for the Chiefs. Got to clear up cap space. The easiest way to do that is by releasing Frank Clark. Now, he's got a salary of $28 million but they restructured his deal last year. He did take a sacrifice financially to come back with the Chiefs last year when we thought they were going to just outright release him, take that cap, uh, the dead cap hit. If they release him, it will save $21 million on the cap. So that's the easiest way the Chiefs can save money. But we heard Brett Veach talk to the media on Monday, expressed interest in bringing back Frank Clark. We heard Chris Jones at the end of the season, talking about wanting to come back to Kansas City again next year, specifically mentioned Frank Clark. So we know Chris Jones is likely going to get a contract extension that will, according to Nate Taylor, make him at least the second highest paid interior defensive lineman behind Aaron Donald. We can get into those figures, but with Frank Clark, that's the interesting one because we know the Chiefs have interest, but it's all going to come down to a specific dollar amount in a way where Chris Jones is doesn't like right if Chris Jones wants 27 million you give him it if he wants 30 million you give him that there's a little more flexibility there I wonder what the threshold is for a guy like Frank Clark who clearly has a little bit of gas left in the tank he is no longer in his prime he is no longer someone I think you can rely upon to be an every down guy right he's probably a 50% snap guy he's a rotational guy and you want to bring George Karloftis along more next year 
What is the value of bringing back Frank Clark next year? Somewhere I mean, in monetary terms. Somewhere between 5 and $7 million additional dollars. So, because that's what he would cost on the open market, presumably anyway. You would still be paying him one for $15 million, right? If it was a $6 million check, you cut him. But that, to me, would be worth it, right? One year, $6 million for Frank Clark? I think a lot of teams would sign up for that in free agency. Makes sense. You yeah, still I save know. as much money as you were going to save, and you get a $6 million defensive end to go with the rest of it. I have more faith that they'll be able to get something like that done based off of, you know, we typically talk about relationships with organizations. Like, I truly feel this is one of those unique ones where Frank Clark and Andy Reid, we heard Andy speak a, a couple days ago as well uh, about their relationship. We heard Frank speak about their relationship. Yeah. Like, I, this is one of those unique ones where I, I feel like that actually does matter and factor in and will we'll make it to where the relationship that they have with his agent, I think that actually is something that is valuable in this and will uh, relate to the dollar figure you brought up and to him coming back in Kansas City. I also think you listed ways to free up money. There's countless ways they can free up money for the franchise tag for Orlando Brown. They can do what you're saying with Frank Clark. They can convert Mahomes' money. They can redo Joe Tooney's deal. They giving a deal, getting a deal done quickly with Chris Jones could free up money next year. There's it's a wide variety of things they can do to actually open up some, I mean, some, Frank uh, Clark some money. Will get released at some point in the next couple of weeks. Like right, he, they're going. I still to do think that, that they could just to, restructure. They didn't release him last year, right? They, they, uh-huh. they did not release him so last year. Why wouldn't they do the same thing? Well, they, so he is owed no matter what. Uh, oh, I think Nine seven point eight million dollars. Yeah. So it's a little below $8 million. So, <laughs> But $21 million just by releasing him, that is what you are freed from. But the that, same- is the biggest, that is the biggest windfall of cash the Chiefs could possibly receive in one move this offseason. But the, the same way they did it last this is the exact same conversation they had last year. And right. instead of that, they just said, what if we pay you what you would have gotten in the open market? So we're on the hook. They're a dead cap, $9 million. We're right. on the hook for $9 million no matter what. But so we the, pay you $5 million okay. more, so what? We have you one for five. Okay. We have to so, pay you the nine no matter but what. The, the, I think what you have to look at this season is that circumstances are a little bit different. Frank Clark is a year older. It will only be one year left on his contract. You can completely renegotiate a new deal if you do bring him back on a new contract. So... Right, but the dead cap is still there. The $7 million, the $7 million is-, is still there, but I don't think that matters as much as the $21 million cap relief, knowing that it's not yeah. just Orlando Brown Jr. that you have to pay. Restructuring Chris Jones is an interesting one as well because they're going to try and do that before free agency begins, and restructuring his deal is likely going to put a much lower cap hit for this coming season right. if they can get one done. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think the, the one just pushing the money around for this current year is, is Chris Jones, but also Joe Tooney. We've brought Tooney, up yeah. that. That's another one where they could easily clear up another $8 million if they, if they want to move They can also clear up like 25 or $30 million by moving Mahomes' money around. I think they're actually they'll, – they'll be fine with how they the, – you know, what, what plan they actually do first will be interesting, and that's what you're asking about. But well, I, I, think that I think they have multiple with, options. With Clark, I think the biggest question that we can't answer is, behind closed doors, how much actual interest is there from a football standpoint in bringing him back? Set aside the money. I think they right? actually are pretty I, I wonder how much they look at him and say, okay, well, if we bring you back in 2023, you're going to have a decreased role. We're not playing sure. you as much as you played last year. We're going to play George Karloftis more. Who knows what their plan is for free agency in the draft, right? If you go out and spend another top 32 pick, if you spend pick number 31 on a pass rusher, well, then what's that's to say another he's not guy a, you're going to try and well, mix into the rotation. What's to say he's not just plays a little bit more than Dunlap, but he's, the, you know, we talk about, oh, do you want to bring back Dunlap or not? And we don't know if Dunlap wants to continue to play. Maybe Frank Clark almost becomes that type of player snap wise. And, and to your point, they have other guys that are stepping in. And if that's, that's for the $5 case, million, dollars, so what Frank Clark, and then it's playoff but, time. And Frank Clark is, is fresh. Sure. If, 
Frank Clark is released, don't you think there's a pretty likely chance he could get a bigger deal elsewhere? Correct. But this is where I think it truly, the relationship truly does matter here more than like, this isn't talking about hometown discount. Like we do. Everybody tries to bring up with every single player that ever is a free agent. Like, I think we clearly know this relationship I mean, strong. I, it is, Very it is strong. actually a special one. Like it's a, it's a real thing. Frank Clark and, and Andy Reed and Brett Veach and Frank Clark. And the, like, I think it actually does matter more than a typical negotiation with these guys. That's all. It's tough to, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you just talking, listening to him talk about his relationship with Andy Reed, but you just never know how deep that stuff goes when it comes to negotiations. It's one thing to like have a special place in your heart for someone and have a special relationship, but then that's when the agents come in, right? That's when the agents come in and say, Hey, I know you love Andy Reed, but there's the uh, team X, Y, and Z who's willing to offer you this much compared to the chiefs who want to bring you back on a, on a minimum deal, because there's probably another team who would give him a better, a bigger role as well. Who will say, Hey, we see you filling this void for us. Whereas the chiefs, you're probably going to be the third or fourth defensive end in the rotation. Those are Nick's notable notes here on Cody and gold coming up next. though, let's get back to some baseball. We had JJ Piccolo, the Royals general manager on the show yesterday. He told us they're about to do something. Well, they did it a short time later. What does that actually mean? And how much of a leash do you actually have as a general manager in Kansas City now? We'll do that here on Cody and Gold. You're listening to Cody and Gold. He's so good. And everyone knows it. Brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 